Hey guys, TJ here. You know, it's funny, I used the term false loyalty in this episode and I thought to myself, what, what does false loyalty actually mean versus what I think it means? And so I looked it up and I saw misplaced loyalty came up. So anyway, I ended up on this Wikipedia page where it's now showing me just a, a quick sentence. Now it's not taking it as um, truth, but I thought it was interesting. In either individual therapy or self-help groups, the goal is to seek out and replace our misguided loyalty and attachment to our failed parents with attachment to healthier peers. And that is exactly what I don't think is the right thing for us to do. And I explain why in this episode. If you guys have experienced any kind of toxic relationship in your life, if you're just now starting to understand I've been in toxic work environments, I've been in toxic family dynamics, I've been in toxic anything, friendships, romantic relationships, whatever it might be, this episode is going to give you some clarity. I talk about this in the context of false loyalty. I, I talk about how loyalty in and of itself is not unhealthy, but in the interpretation and application in today's culture, it is unhealthy. And I talk a little bit about why, and I get into some of the practicals around how to think about faithfulness instead. So with that, I'm going to let you just listen to this episode, um, but I appreciate you guys being here. If you do get value, please go ahead and leave a review. Please go ahead and share with somebody who would benefit. Um, and if we can ever be of any help to you, health, wealth, or relationships, we'd love to connect with you. But always know that you can find me on IG, at TJ Loeffler, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever it might be. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. I want to talk about faithfulness versus loyalty today. Faithfulness versus loyalty. And this has come up uh, as a, I would say, like a hot button topic, you could say. Um, and I posted about this on Facebook recently. This is this is absolutely key to changing your relationships, whatever whatever dynamics, whether it's family, whether it's uh, with people that you're working with, whether it's uh, in your love life, whether it's you know with your significant other. This what we're talking about today is going to be absolutely key to changing your relationships for the better. And and I want to talk about the idea of loyalty that's been infused in our culture today. The idea of loyalty that's been infused in our culture. And loyalty, let me first say that loyalty in and of itself is not is not a bad thing. It's not unhealthy. It's actually the interpretation, the adoption that has become the unhealthy thing. Okay, so loyalty in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's it's the interpretation and adoption of loyalty that we have today in our culture that has developed from broken family systems. That's that's the issue. That's the issue at hand. And let me talk about what that practically looks like. False loyalty is really what people are dealing with, and it keeps them trapped in unhealthy situations. Specifically, when you think about church communities, and we see this often, people feel like they need to stay in their church community that is unhealthy simply because of an idea of false loyalty. False loyalty. Now, <clears throat> what that can actually turn into is somebody feeling like they're trapped because they'll jeopardize their salvation if they leave. Uh, they'll fear judgment of somebody else's opinion, right? These are things that are signs and signals of maybe false loyalty. Hey, there's there's an unhealthy foundation in this relationship dynamic, and it's starting to rear its head because this person is feeling powerless. This happens not just in church communities. It happens in the workplace, too, where people stay stuck in toxic work environments simply because uh, they feel like they owe that company or organization something, right? And this happens in uh, romantic relationships too, friendships too, where people 
uh, stay in their friendships. They stay in these romantic relationships where there's emotional abuse happening, sometimes physical abuse happening, simply because uh, they value loyalty. And, you know, for me personally, this is something I've grown and, and had a lot of healing and, and God's revealed a lot to me in this. But the idea of loyalty, again, in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's when it becomes false loyalty that it becomes destructive and people start exhibiting behaviors of a person who has a victim mentality, meaning they feel like they're trapped or powerless. And so they start blaming other people, other things for their own decisions to stay in an unhealthy situation. And this becomes this becomes toxic. And, and when we don't identify this in our lives, we just bring it to uh, other situations, other relationships, too. And so it's really important for us to first identify that this is this is present throughout culture, uh, throughout, you know, whether it's from all the way from family to organizations, large organizations. This is present and it's it's pervasive and it's toxic. Uh, the good news is that that it can change and it can change when we change, because when we change the way we see things, the things that we see change. Okay, so when we change the way we see things, the change that we see, the, the, the things that we see actually change. And what that looks like practically is perspective shift on how we're viewing relationships and specifically what we value. Do we value loyalty or do we value faithfulness? Do we value loyalty or do we value faithfulness? And this idea of valuing faithfulness can change a lot of dynamics. Okay, it can change a lot of dynamics because when you see things through the lens of faithfulness, you see that you have a choice to stay in a situation. When you see things through the lens of faithfulness, you see that you have a choice to stay, to love and to serve, despite the fact that maybe that person or place doesn't deserve that. You have a choice to be there. And when you see it through the lens of faithfulness, you're able to actually operate not in your own strength, because what you're doing is you're recognizing, wow, God has given me my strength. He's given me my strength through showing me the faithfulness that he has had displayed throughout my life when I was undeserving. Okay, this is a perspective shift and it changes everything. Instead of looking at others and expecting loyalty and then wanting to then give that loyalty back in relationships where maybe somebody has given you something that you need, maybe they were with you during a hard season, maybe they helped you grow, maybe they gave you something um, and said it was unconditional, but to you it was still conditional and so you felt like you needed to pay them back and I don't know. Anytime that they texted you, you owe them a text back saying something nice, or anytime they call you, you owe them a call right back. Or, I mean, I could go on in terms of what this looks like, but people who are stuck in bondage that started in relational dysfunction in the family who are exhibiting false loyalty need to change their whole optics. They need to change their whole perspective around this if they want to live healthy and actually bless generations, bless family generations of family after them. They need to cut it off right now and change the way that they're looking at things. And I know this from my own personal experience, because if we don't change it, we're just going to pass it down. If we don't change it, we're just going to pass it down and we'll develop more unhealthy relational dynamics in our own family. And we need to start to, we need to start that change instead of looking at others first and looking for loyalty and, and relationships and all these other things, we need to look at God and see where his faithfulness was in our lives. We need to look at God and we need to ask him and seek him and say, God, where were you faithful in my life? Because the real, the reason that people look to other people 
to fill the voids in their life to provide for them is because they actually haven't seen when God's provided for them. Think about that. All right, the reason that we'll look to other people to, to do things for us, to fill voids in our lives, to provide for us when we're in need, is simply because maybe we haven't seen when God has done that for us, maybe through other people. And when we, when we actually put the pressure on the people, okay, on God's creation rather than the creator himself, and we say, and when I say put pressure on the people, that doesn't mean you transfer that pressure to the creator himself, but guess what? He can handle it. You know, when you put the, the different word I would use here, when you put the trust in people instead of trust in God who created people, right? Not I'm not saying we don't have any personal responsibility in this whole cycle and equation, but I am saying that, you know, there's a creator in creation. And so when we put the trust in the creation and not the creator, well, then we're going to end up in dysfunction. We're going to end up in total dysfunction relationally. We're going to end up in total dysfunction in our churches, in our homes, in our uh, even on social media and communities online, in the workplace. We're going to end up in total dysfunction. And so what we really need to do is understand and, and take, a, take a different perspective on this and, and, and go from seeing things at, at the loyalty lens to seeing things at the faithfulness lens. But if you're catching what I'm saying, what I'm actually saying is instead of looking at others, look at God. And, and, and see how, how he is working personally and apply that to your life. In other words, I can give grace to people when I understand the grace I've been given. I always say forgiveness is like a basketball. Grace is like a basketball too. Okay, you can't pass it unless you have it. And a lot of people are trying to pass things they don't have, and then they end up wondering why things aren't working, right? And when the reality is, this is the crazy part, is we're trying to pass things that we, that we don't have but it's really just we haven't received. We have it. We just haven't chosen to receive it. We haven't been able to have the eyes to see it. And that's because maybe we have a certain lens perspective. And here's the practical, a memory that sits inside of us somewhere. We have a memory that tells us a certain thing about God, about self and about others. And that's how we operate. That's our program that we're operating from. And it's not until we invite God into that memory, that program that we're operating from, and have him change that, that's when we're able to get a new lens and actually see changes to our situations, changes to how we see the same people, changes to how we see the same relationships. We actually change our approach and our dynamic. In other words, it's our personal responsibility from that point forward as we get a new lens and perspective about our life and about what God has done in our life. It's then our responsibility to actually live that out. But many people can't live it out because they don't have the perspective that they need. And so I would, I would encourage anybody watching or listening, I would encourage you to go back to this idea of loyalty versus faithfulness in your own life and ask yourself a very simple question. Have I put trust in God's creation or the creator himself? In other words, you know, have, have I put uh, my, my hope in providing for my life in people or in God who might present people? Have I put my hope in, in the people in my life or in God who might present the people in my life? Because it changes everything. Now, add to, it to, the, add to this whole equation when you actually hear from the Lord. And this is, this is like a, you know, maybe the, the trump card. Like if you hear from the Lord, right, and you have certain relationships in your life, and those relationships are not healthy, 
but God says, hey, I want you to love and serve this person, okay? When you hear from the Lord and when he says something like that, and even though you're trying to get emotionally healthy and you know it's not healthy to be in a relationship that's emotionally unhealthy, but you hear from him, what you need to know is that that choice to be in that relationship is to serve God by loving another person. It's not to be loyal to another person. Okay, think about this. Like, when you add into the equation hearing God's voice, this this is where people get all twisted and and there's like a lot of poor health around this. And it's because it's there's a lot of poor health around this because people are not emotionally healthy or mentally healthy. And so the spiritual health is trashed, right? And it makes it, it makes a ton of sense when you think about this. But if you are hearing God and he's asking you to do something where the world might tell you, hey, that's an unhealthy situation. There's a lot of false loyalty going on there. Okay, you might be in an unhealthy situation. There might be trust that you put in a person and not not the creator. You put it in the creation. And, and God still might say, hey, but will you still love and serve them? Will you still show up for them? Will you still be that person when nobody else will be that person? Now, here's the key. Faithfulness has boundaries. Faithfulness has boundaries. And so when you think about, okay, I will love and serve this person. I will show up for them. Well, God still puts boundaries around that, right? He's still, well, he'll give you grace to be in that situation. He'll still put boundaries around that. He'll still say, hey, and I, because I love you like a son or a daughter, I don't want you to be in a situation that you shouldn't be in. So I'm going to give you the choice to listen to me. And if you trust me, I'll be faithful to you, right? If you trust me, I'll be faithful to you. And this contradicts a lot of what the world might say. And it might even sound like it contradicts the idea of, okay, don't be loyal, be faithful. Um, but, you know, does that mean I put myself in bad situations by choosing to do so? Or do I continue the cycles of dysfunction by, by choosing to do so? If I'm hearing God's voice and he says, stay, even though I need to be in a different place because I'm trying to be emotionally healthy, I'm trying to be mentally healthy, and I know that this relationship's not, relationship's not good for me. But let me, let me tell you honestly, if, it's, if you're hearing from God correctly, that's number one, if you're hearing from God correctly, which we all make mistakes, but you're hearing from him correctly, it's going to be good for you. And what I mean by that is, He's going to strengthen, edify, encourage you, support you, and actually give you things that while you might not be able to see it in the moment, you'll see the benefit in the long term, and it's for his purposes and his plans for you, which are normally to glorify him, which looks like maybe being in a situation that would otherwise seem unhealthy, and people saying, how are you able to do that? How are you able to love and serve that person? And you say, literally, I can't do it on the on the strength of my own terms. I have to rely on God. And that looks like glorifying God in that situation because you say, wow. I have no idea how I would have been able to make it through. And let me give you a really practical example of what that looks like. My wife and I, I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm being on the receiving end right now. Okay. My wife showed me what it's like to have healthy, uh, I'll call it healthy loyalty or faithfulness. And I know on Facebook live, I've titled this faithfulness is greater than loyalty, but I'm talking about the unhealthy loyalty in that situation right now. When we talk about healthy loyalty and faithfulness, you know, there's an element of the same thing, and that is the trust in God, the creator, not the creation, in God and what he's telling, what he's saying to you and giving you the choice to do. And this is really key because God's a gentleman. He'll give you a choice. 
All right, I know he's a sovereign God. I know he can do anything. He can do all things. Absolutely. I've also seen that he's a gentleman. He'll give you a choice. He gives you a choice to believe in him or not. He'll give you the choice to follow him or not. Okay? And so when you think about that, and if he gives you the choice to actually show up at your boyfriend's doorstep after you guys are about to, you know, break up and your boyfriend's giving you nothing but rejection, anger, resentment, and all of these things, but you're supposed to go on a trip with him. And if you don't, you know, it's the end of this thing. And you choose to still show up on that doorstep, despite this person's rejection, not wanting anything to do with you. Okay. Not because this person, you need to be loyal to them, but because you trust what God's telling you. Because you trust that God said, hey, he needs you right now. And, it, and, and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. His dad just died. He's going through a lot. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know how to love you. And more importantly, he doesn't know how to love himself. And that could be totally destructive. And you're going to feel the, and experience the brunt of that, right? So I wasn't in that conversation with God and my wife, <laughs> but ultimately what led her to show up at my doorstep in New York when we had a trip plan, we had gone a whole summer really without talking when my dad had died. And the only time we talked was when I was going through this emotional roller coaster of anger and all these other things, watching my dad die. And my wife shows up at my door as we're about to go on this trip. And she says, do you, do you still want me to go? Cause we were supposed to go to a wedding. She said, do you still want me to go? I don't remember saying this. I was numb to the world. I was numb to myself, numb to the world. My dad had died. I just went to a funeral for one of my best friend's brothers, like three days later who had died almost like two days earlier than my dad. I was just in this spiral of grief and self pity. And here's my girlfriend at the time, now wife showing up at my doorstep saying, Hey, do you still want me? Right. That's what I would have received that as is, do you still want me? And really what she was saying is, can I be there to support you? And will you receive, will you receive? And I don't remember again, I don't really remember a lot of this in terms of like what was actually said from my end, but she tells me <laughs> that I said, no. I said, no. And what happened? She still went with me. Now, was that because of loyalty? No, absolutely not. So how did she exhibit healthy boundaries in that situation while still being faithful to God? Yes, faithful to me, but faithful to God first, because she hears from the Lord and she said, you know what? I'm going to check this with him, <laughs> with the Lord, because he's Lord of my life. And I don't know how to make this decision if I should go or not. And so in her checking that with him, right? Sure, she wanted a relationship that would be great. But every sign in the world was pointing to this thing's going to be jumping off a cliff. If, if you don't get out, you're going with it. And by her being faithful and saying yes to God and showing up at my door and choosing to love and to serve, not out of her own strength, she actually changed me. Now, 
God changed me through her. That's what I see. But it's her faithfulness and her choice. And that's the key. I knew what this healthy boundary looked like. I knew at any moment, I knew at any moment, she could just get up and leave. Not not like leave in rejection, oh, poor me. But like I knew in her head and in her heart, she just wasn't going to accept any behavior from me. I knew that she was giving me grace for growth and healing because my dad had just died less than, I don't know, three weeks earlier. And it was this whole like traumatic situation with my back locked up six days afterward, after I like wake up, my whole back's like tense and tight and um, like I couldn't move and trauma literally reached me physically. Um, all this, all these triggers and pain, all this stuff started showing up and I, I didn't even know where I was. And she knew that she knew that this, she said, this is the reality of the situation. And I still choose to love and serve because of what God said to me. I'm choosing out of love and faithfulness because I know God's been faithful to me. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't owe anything, but because I've, I've freely received, I get to freely give in this situation. And she checked that with him. Right. And so then that gave her the strength that gave her the strength that she needed to be there for me. And that changed me. That changed me. That changed my heart. And that changed our relationship. From that point onward, our relationship literally just took off. Now, it wasn't without healing. It wasn't, it wasn't without me changing and growing, but that's the key is she had a boundary. And so I knew any time that I would bump up against that boundary, in other words, maybe I would um, say something out of my own rejection, be snappy, or maybe I was, uh, you know, I, like just dealing with my own pain. And sometimes when we're in our own pain, we say things we don't mean. And maybe I didn't know how to process that. Yes, she gave me grace, but she also laid her boundary. And so faithfulness doesn't look like boundarylessness. Faithfulness looks like, hey, I'm here for you. I love you and I'll serve you. And, and when I say serve, understand what I'm saying when I say that. We serve each other, okay? This is not like a, uh, you know, one above the other. But She'll, she'll be the first to say, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. But I also know, and she'll be clear on this, I also know, hey, Jesus is enough for you and for me. Like, I, I know that. She'll say that, you know. She'll say, I know he's enough for you and for me. And that's what allows me, actually, to trust him and draw my boundary, knowing that I don't actually have to make up for all the stuff that you've experienced in the pain in your life. However, what can change your life is the fact that through God's strength in me, I can love you despite of all your rejection and despite of all of your uh, pain that you're processing that would otherwise totally uh, affect me and make me want to just completely leave this situation right now. And so I think what's key here is the element of trust and where she put her trust. She didn't put her trust in me. She put her trust in God. And she knew that at any point in time, it was her choice to leave. And she knew God gave her that choice. It's healthy spirituality, understanding, hey, God's given me a choice here. God's given me a choice here. And I would even encourage you guys, if you hear from God, I know I'm talking about the idea of hearing from God. And if you haven't heard me talk about that before, healthy spirituality, if you hear from God, I would really encourage you to go to scripture, go to the Bible. Say, Lord, this is what I'm hearing from you. Holy Spirit, can you show me what it is that I need to see? If you want to confirm something to me, show me. Because otherwise, somebody can just walk up on the street, say, I heard from God about you, 
and then you know maybe they told you hey and i heard you're gonna die tomorrow and it's like no that's not of god i don't agree with that <laughs> that's absolutely not of god i don't agree with that because i know who god is in his character and just because you might sound like him because you mentioned something that he would know about me um i also know that he wouldn't say that and so when you have understanding you're able to have that discernment and control wisdom control of your mind and what you allow in your mind and your heart to agree with or not so when I say hear from God, that's just a side note. I do want you to encourage healthy spirituality. But he really, in just this whole topic, in this whole topic, in faithfulness versus loyalty, I mean, that is that dynamic needs to change starting with our relationship with God, right? That dynamic needs to change starting with our relationship with God. And I think a lot of people have this idea, this idea of, a false loyalty that stems from the the family broken family relational dynamics passed down through generations not dealt with and they reflect it because they don't know the character of god have that personal relationship with him they they then project it that's probably the better word on him as if they owe him something that he's freely given unconditionally now think about this right as if you owe god something that he's freely given unconditionally. That's a powerful, that's a powerful thought. What if you didn't know him anything, but he's given you everything? I mean, there was a time in my life when I had a hard time receiving like 2,500 bucks, 5,000 bucks, 15,000 bucks from people who were like pouring into me saying, Hey, I, they knew nothing about my financial situation with the exception of one person. And they were like, Hey, I just am, I God speaking to me about pouring into you. And I don't know what you do, or I kind of know what you do, but you know, I, I just know you're taking steps of faith and, and he's speaking to me about pouring into you. And I wasn't, you know, not a nonprofit, not collecting money. And people were, were sending me money people I didn't even know extremely well were sending me money. And so this happened several times, especially when I was, you know, earlier on in 2016, 17. And, and for me, it was hard for me to receive that money without feeling like a sense of obligation. Money is really funny because money, money will really, money will really highlight this uh, for you guys. When you see your relationship with money in your life, Money will highlight where you might have unhealthy um, understanding about loyalty and maybe an opportunity for you to learn how to receive freely, right? Because when we can't receive something like money, something that somebody gives unconditionally, the Bible does say don't, get, don't receive from somebody who's not going to give unconditionally um, with respect to somebody who says, hey, you know, I'm going to give you money, but they're actually in their heart stingy. Like don't receive from that person. But when you can't receive from, from somebody who's giving freely without feeling like you owe them something, and I'm talking whether it's five bucks, think about this, or 5,000. Well, what does that say about God's love? What does that say about God's love for you? What does that say about your trust in him? Do you believe him? Do you know his character, his true character, and what he really thinks about you. Because if he did, then the question would just be simply, do you, do you trust that? Do you trust that what you know is true? 
And, you know, so I think it's, I think it's really important for us to evaluate our relationships from this place of, you know, where have we given people uh, loyalty that's, that's not healthy and how can we instead, and one podcast episode I have is, is how to take your power back. How can we instead actually start from the place of faithfulness where we understand that we get to choose we get to choose to be in those situations and we can trust in the creator and not the creation right so i hope that that's going to be helpful for you guys bring understanding um because this is something that is totally dysfunctional across again we're talking about the idea of of loyalty versus faithfulness and how loyalty in and of itself is not something that's unhealthy, but in culture today, the way that's been interpreted and adopted is unhealthy. And it's simply because we're looking at other people rather than God and putting our trust in other people to provide rather than God or feeling like we owe other people, an organization or a company, despite the fact that it's unhealthy, we stay and feel trapped or powerless because we don't understand that we have a choice to be faithful rather than uh, an obligation to be loyal, right? So I hope that that helps you guys. Uh, if if you're going to take away anything from this, if you're going to take away anything, um, I just want you to evaluate for yourself. Maybe even just bring this to God. Spend spend a minute. Just bring this to God and say, God, is there some area in my life? Is there a person or a place, an organization where I have maybe been falsely loyal? instead of faithful? Is there something that I've tolerated and allowed in my life simply because I didn't learn, understand, have the perspective that I needed to have healthier relationships? Because what I want, and you can even say this out loud to him, what I want, Lord, is I want your design. I don't want someone else's interpretation, including TJ. I want your design. And just so you guys know, 100% upfront, clear, transparent, somebody asked me the other day, they said, TJ, what can I, I was just chatting on Instagram and I have some really amazing chats and some really, um, we'll just say not amazing chats sometimes. People have very strange uh, understandings of maybe who I am or what I do and I don't take offense to that as much as humanly possible. Um, because especially if I, if I knew you yesterday, you don't know me today cause I'm growing and changing every day, but people who don't even know me, there's some wild assumptions that they might make about you. Um, anyway, so was having one of the more amazing chats and this person said, Hey, how can I actually pray for you? Because, um, I came across this, that, and the other, and it was really impactful for me. And, yeah, something that uh, that stood out to me immediately was that I just want protection uh, for my family. I, mean, I don't mean protect. I mean, yeah, sure, like physically or whatever. But I I meant like like spiritual spiritual protection, uh, armor of God. And the other thing was I never want to lead people astray. I never want to lead people astray. And I was reading in Jeremiah the other day. We really. Uh, Jeremiah speaking to Israel and saying, hey, as you walk through that valley, 
and he's speaking the word from God. He's saying, as you walk through that valley, remember who you turned to. Did you turn to the God who saved you, who brought you out of Egypt? Or did you turn to all these other things? And it's just very convicting for me. And I'm just having to, you know, speak from the heart moment, not like the other moments that I have aren't. But especially right now, I just want to make it intentional and be clear and, and let you guys know it. I never want to lead anybody astray. That's actually been something that's kept me from speaking um, more often is I never want to lead anybody astray. And one of the challenges for me personally is that um, people might have false loyalty to me um, as one thing. And maybe I don't have perfect understanding because God hasn't revealed something to me. Um, I haven't had a particular experience or discovery. And I'm aware of that and I'm conscious of that. And it just instills the fear of God in me because I never want to lead people astray. It's something that is so dangerous. Um, and I also never want my family to be led astray included in that, right? Because people can, as they start growing in their gifting and they grow in understanding and they grow in you know, their ability to reach people, then other things can get missed. And, um, and we've seen that happen a lot recently. I'd say more publicly, you see that, uh, but it's happened for a long time. It's just now that people are more aware of it. Uh, I think I'm just more conscious of it too, because just because God's got me in his, in his view and I'm, I'm there with him all the time, which I'm grateful for. But, um, all of that's to say, I want you guys to take what I say. I want you to take it to God. Um, I don't want you to take what I say as like the absolute truth. And I, and we talk about this with clients all the time. Um, somebody could have a word for you. Somebody could have understanding. You can seek wise counsel, but the beginning and the end needs to be your own relationship with Jesus. That's the beginning and the end for you. It has to be. Uh, people will disappoint you. They'll fail you. And I never want to be that person. I never want to lead people astray. But I know even just through listening to stuff that I've put out there several years ago, I say, man, you know, I probably have an amendment to make on that. <laughs> on, I'd probably have an edit to make on that. And so I'll, I'll leave that with you. Um, know that my heart is to be faithful, love, and serve, and uh, know that it's, it's to offer you the best of what I do know and have. Um, know that I've gone through a lot of the things that I'm talking about, if not all of it. I've gone through it. I've experienced it in one way or another. And know that um, you can change. And it, change can surprise you. Change can totally surprise you um, for the better. But I do believe that it's our personal responsibility to seek that change. And uh, I believe that starts with going to God and just asking him what needs to change first. So that's the key to changing your relationships in this particular topic. Move from false loyalty to faithfulness. Ask God, where have I put trust in other people in your creation? to provide instead of the creator, instead of you, God, and help me see, help me see what needs to change within me and my understanding. That's really going to help you guys. All right. I appreciate you guys listening.